Hey everybody and welcome back to Black Thoughts. The world is in mourning after a helicopter crash claimed the lives of nine people, two of which were five-time champion, 18-time All-Star, and the 2008 NBA MVP Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter Gianna Bryant. The news of the crash uh, hit national headlines and not only brought tears to the eyes of the sports world, but you know to the fans as well. Uh, these are just some of the statements that were made by some of those people. Kobe meant a lot to me growing up. Uh, I had both jerseys, 8 and 24 growing up. Um, uh, I feel like I studied his footwork game because I respected his, I think, his top two of all time. But, I mean, that's tough, man. You know, I was on the way to the arena when I got the news. You know, it was hard for me to play today. I'm just glad we got to win. Do you have a favorite moment or maybe an interaction you had with Kobe that kind of stands out with you? Uh, I didn't meet him until my rookie year, but, I mean, just growing up, I mean, he's on the TV all the time. You know, everybody wants to be Kobe, um, shooting shots in the trash can, you know, when you're a little kid in school yelling Kobe. So, I mean, uh, his influence on everybody is, you know, tremendous. Just knowing, knowing him personally, I know he wanted me to come out here and try to ball and, you know, still just be great. So, uh, you know, that's what I tried to do tonight. Can you describe the mood amongst your teammates? Uh, I mean, I mean, everybody's sad. You know what I mean? It's, you know, words can explain his impact uh, he had on this floor. Um, you know, the emotional impact he had on everybody. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, we're a team from LA, so we know LA's history with him. And uh, you know, I mean, it's just sad. Again, just for me being from LA and. Growing up watching him and, and being a Laker fan growing up, and <clears throat> just what he did for for the culture of basketball for so many years, and not only that, but but for the world, uh, it's a it's, it's a sad day. Um, uh, I guess in, in in my heart, Kobe would want us to beat the Celtics, so that was a uh, that was a good win. But um, man, just so much so much prayer to him and his family. Um, just to find peace in this situation, I I, I couldn't imagine. My, my first game back home, my, my rookie year, uh, I got six stitches. Uh, mm-hmm. Bit on the pump fake. And he helped me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that was like my, my first Kobe experience, you know what I'm saying? So uh, to, to be able to experience that, how tough he was. Um, there's also another one here where I think he, told his, he, he tore his, his rotator cuff and, and shut the fadeaway left-handed. Uh, I think I told Frank on the bench that, like, I was sitting direct, like, looking directly at it, and he just turned around with his left hand. It was... One of our legends, uh, passing it like that, it's always uh, uh, makes everybody wake up in the world and uh, be more appreciative of things that we have around. Uh, he was a role model for me growing up. Uh, I think he was uh, for a lot of people. Uh, shooting the paper in the trash can, you always say Kobe. Uh, the fadeaways on the basketball floor, you, you yell Kobe. So. For this game ourselves, back on January 10th, we had a tough day up in Washington, D.C., a game you guys thought you should have won. So how much was that on your mind as we go and have a 47-point second quarter? That's the biggest quarter the Hawks have had in 23 years, man. Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. That's, all, the, all those numbers and stuff is cool. Uh, what we did up there wasn't, I mean, we, we, we thought we should have got a win, but, man, we didn't, we didn't play. We didn't have a lot on our mind besides Kobe. Um, 
And GG and everybody in that the accident, we just, we just wanted to go out and play hard. Had that. And we go through 18 years of competing and talking junk and about to fight each other and congratulating each other and hating each other, enjoying each other in 18 years. And it's it's tough to to pick one. Um, and you know, I don't want to disappoint you when I uh, when I when I come up with one. But I mean, one of the ones is I think playing against him for the last time. Uh, I want to say in Memphis, our last battle. Just re remember talking to talking with him during and 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 after because we, we we didn't have a lot of conversation during the game often. Um, and if it was, it wasn't friendly. <laughs> Even though we played against each other, and, and that's what I enjoyed, and that's just what it was. But. I and, you know, for him to tell me that, you know, in, in his book, I'm an all-star and stuff like that, you know what I mean, like that, uh, I talked about the popularity contest before, and, like, you know, you don't win things like that, you know, when, you, when you're me. So for him to say that, like, it, I didn't need to be selected, you know what I mean, anymore, like, because it was, I was an all-star, you feel me? Like, it's not just like my family, you know, it was the guy. And you know something that's crazy? Uh growing up in uh in the nineties like I did, in uh, you know, in the late nineties and early two thousands, you know, the Lakers were that were that team. You feel me? Nobody nobody could really mess with the Lakers at all. And you know, for for a person like me, I, I wasn't uh I wasn't a big Laker fan, I wasn't a big Kobe fan. Uh, I was a I was a a 76ers Allen Iverson fan and I, I wanted them to win so bad and when when I watched them uh get when I watched the Sixers get swept that series uh between the Lakers with when when uh Kobe had Shaq it was it was the most devastating thing in the world and you know from from now on you know as the Lakers kept on winning you know I found myself just just hating the team so so much and I didn't realize it until at the somebody older older than me had to really like get into me and be like yo and and really tell me what it really was. I I never forget I was sitting in my room one day and I was watching the game. I can't remember who who they were playing, but every time Kobe made a shot, I was just pissed off and I was like, "Damn." I was like, "I fucking hate this motherfucker." Yo, like yo he he hit every motherfucking shot. Like yo, how the hell is he making all these fucking threes? Or he's getting fouled, he's dunking, he's hitting all his free throws and shit like that. And my older brother sat me down one day. And this is the first time me and him ever had a real conversation like this when we were this young. And he sat down, he asked, and he said, yo, why do you hate Kobe so much? And mind you, he's not a Laker fan either. And I said, yo, I, I hate Kobe. I said, because, yo, yo, Allen Iverson can't beat him. I said, no matter no matter what happens, I said, no matter how hard Allen Iverson play, he can't beat Kobe. Kobe always win the championships. He always getting MVPs. He always got all of that. And my brother said, hold on, y'all need you to stop for a second. He said, yo, I want you to listen. I want you to hear this good. He said, yo, don't ever hate on another man, especially not another black man, just because they doing good. Because he said, that's exactly what you're doing. He said, yo, you mad because, yo, because he's winning, because he get MVPs, because he has championships. Because he's doing all these things on the floor, that's amazing. He said, yo, don't ever hate on a black person when they do stuff like this. Because it's rare that we ever see black people get a chance to do stuff like this. And I didn't realize it until after he said that to me. I said, damn, he's absolutely right. And, you know, 
from now on out, I, I still wasn't a Kobe fan, but I respected Kobe's game. So when he made all those shots that he made that looked like they was impossible, inside of me, I was able to sit back and smile and be like, damn, yo, he did that shit. You know, and and it and it made me and I I I can I can honestly say I can say yo you know it was I I was kind of proud you know at the end of his career when he when he uh had all the accolades that he had you know when he when he had the the sixty point game when he hit eighty one eighty one uh points and shit like that you know and and I I just watching and, and now I look back on it and it, and I was looking back on it like this before. I was looking back on his career, and I was like, "Damn, you know, yo, he really did do some, some great things on that floor." And like uh, before his death, I found myself, I found myself even taking up for him because, like, we all know about the the conversation of who the goat is, right? Everybody always agreed that num that the, the number one guy always is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is always gonna be the number one guy, but I found myself defending Kobe Bryant because everybody kept on talking about. You know, LeBron and how LeBron was number two right behind Jordan. And I was like, you know, something that's crazy, man. I said, yo, because the whole time when Jordan was in the league and Kobe was there right before Jordan left, you know, Kobe was considered the next Michael Jordan. He chewed gum like him. He walked like him. He put his hands on his hip like him. You know what I'm saying? He He had all the mannerisms of Michael Jordan. Only thing was he was short one ring. And and I, I hate it. I hate it when... When people started putting LeBron up on that pedestal, but I don't hate on LeBron at all. Like I said, I've learned to love all those guys that 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 the world cheers for that that win like that. But you no, know, I found myself defending him and saying like, Nah, man, yo, how y'all gonna go ahead and put somebody else before Kobe? And it and it made me even it, it made me even more heated when when I was looking at like the top twenty NBA players that they had posted online, and they had him at like number fourteen, and they had. Uh, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry in front of him, and I was like, "Man, come on! Now he's easily, easily top five. Honestly, top three, because I I always do put him as number two behind Michael Jordan. And it just it it, it used to piss me off. It pissed me off for a while, yo, when people just like used to just push him to the side and talk about, oh, yo, well." he don't pass the ball. That's why he's able to score that many points and stuff like that. Like you you can't take away." What this man has done in his life. It's just so sad that right now, in his death, now they want to go ahead and and say that, you know what I'm saying, he's he's the number two guy behind Jordan all of a sudden. And you know, it, it it's sickening it's sickening to hear the analysts on ESPN uh talk the way that they talk now because like just just two weeks ago when we was having this conversation, you know, everybody everybody seemed like they was bashing him, like they was like they was putting him to the back burner. Like he had been retired for ten years or something like that, and it was it was it was sad to hear. And you know, and it, it's just so great to see that the world is is paying tribute to him as much as they are. Like I, I remember that uh, I, I remember I was watching an interview I think yesterday, and um, they had Ice Cube on uh, on the jump, and he was saying like, "Yo, even though Kobe was from Philly, he had like L.A. mannerisms, right?" And he was like, yo, I'm going to tell you the truth. He said, yo, Kobe probably the only nigga that could walk anywhere in L.A. and want nobody fuck with him. Now, it's only one other person I know that can do some shit like that. And that's probably, 
and, and he's not even alive anymore. That's 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 probably Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson probably the only person that could walk anywhere. And I've said this before. He could he could walk anywhere in this world and not be fucked with. I said he probably could go to go to Iraq when Bin Laden was alive and shake Bin Laden's hand on the war on, on the battlefield and not be fucked with. Like yo, Kobe was just he was just that he was just that type of nigga. You feel me? And it's just and it's just it just makes it that much sadder to see that that he's left this world. So I. I want to I want to say this before I wrap up. I want to say, Kobe, the world has lost a a great father, mentor, athlete, an icon to 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 so many, but heaven has gained an angel, and and to all those families uh, of those who were lost in this incident, you know, um, our prayers go out to you. And um, to all listening today, I I, I want to say yo, hug your loved ones. And, and, and tell them how much you love them and appreciate them because, you know, tomorrow's not promised for any of us. And uh, with that being said, I'm going to wrap up today's episode. Um, please, like I said, if y'all have any comments or anything, you can always hit me on Instagram at BlackThoughts underscore one. Or you can hit me on my Facebook at Simply Just Wesley Black. And uh, just leave any comments about this episode or anything else that you guys want to talk about. And until next time, peace out.